This is what I know. We'll do that in the third hour. At about 12.45, we've got a, tickets before you can even buy them. Journey with special guest pretenders. Ooh. Bridgestone Arena in 2020. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. So that'll be the prize for This Is What I Know coming up in the third hour. Darren McFarlane, Chase McCabe on this Monday morning. Teron Davenport, NFL Nation reporter for ESPN. Uh, one more segment with him before TD hits the road to go over to the facility. Mike Vrabel will have his weekly press conference. We will uh, we plan on airing that live for you at 11:40 when that takes place. Let's go up to Portland. Adam wants to weigh in on our discussion. Adam, what's up, dude? I, I honestly missed the 10 o'clock hour. I've just now got out for lunch, but I I didn't know TD was. Uh oh, we lost him at zapped. the best part. Well, zapped. see, when you say you miss, you know, part of the show, just we. We just have to. No, I didn't do anything. No, yeah. I guess he's gone. I don't know what happened. <laughs> just kidding. Call back. What, what was he going to say? He was going to praise us. That's what he was going to do. So you seem to like the Jay Gruden. I like that. I like that idea a lot. And we we looked at the Raiders staff mm-hmm. just to kind of cut out a place where he could end up going instead, and I don't see a spot there for him. And I like I like the idea of bringing him in, similar to what they did a few years ago. I think it was Munchak's staff. They brought in Tom Moore mm-hmm. as kind of a Was. a consultant, more mm-hmm. or less. Now, I, he was very involved in things, but Tom Moore, I mean, he's one of the legends, and I think he's still doing that sort of thing around the NFL. But if you brought in Jay Gruden as some sort of a mentor for Arthur Smith and put their heads together, not necessarily make him the offensive coordinator, because I'm with you. I'm not ready to give up on Arthur Smith. It's year one. Yeah. The guy's been a position coach. I mean, you you're asking him to go from – you know, being one of the assistants to the assi- the top assistant, and then now he's calling plays. So that's quite the jump. But you, you know the to saying, too, too much is given, much is desired. So, well, I mean, I, I you got to produce results. But I think in that situation with a guy uh, like a Jay Gruden as an offensive assistant, senior offensive assistant, and assistant head coach, I think that would be a perfect role. You also need to make sure that – you know, if they stick with Pat O'Hara as the quarterback's coach, is that the guy you want mentoring what's next? Because I think it's safe to say this team's going to be drafting a quarterback. Whether you bring Ryan Tannehill in for for an, another year or two to, to be the stopgap, doesn't matter. You need to have the right voices because mm-hmm. they've they've screwed this up as an organization three times now. I mean, they, they just they, they have. I'm sorry. I think a lot of people were hopeful that Mariota was going to work out, but it didn't. Jake Locker, it didn't. Vince Young, it didn't. Yeah, but this group here has nothing now, to do and, with Jake and it, Well, I understand that, but they're going to be guilty by association because the fan base and all of us that have covered this team for, for a long time are like, hey, when are you going to get a quarterback right? Mm-hmm. When, are you going to get, when are you going to get the pick right? So you're right, and it's unfair. It's not their fault, but they're still going to be associated to it because the organization really hasn't gotten it right since Steve McNair left. Yeah, I just I don't really mention Locker and Vince Young because, like I said, these guys here they have absolutely zero to to do with that. But the Mariota, Mariota thing is is definitely uh, something that that they took part in. There's no yep. dispute in that. And going forward, whoever it is that comes in here, and that's that's the other thing. You look at where they're going to pick. Probably not going to be able to get Joe Burrow. You know, some of the top guys. Uh, I don't think Tua is a fit. I know. Is SEC country and everybody – no, I don't think that's a fit. But 
they're going to have to develop somebody, you know, and one of the best match, two of the better matches, in my opinion, the best match for this franchise is Jordan Love. I think he'll be there, the Utah State quarterback, but it just goes back to can you develop him and help him kind of eliminate some of the flaws that he's had. The other option, uh, Jacob Eason, he's another one that would have to be developed. But in that range where they'll probably pick, I could see them there. Who fits better with Tom Brady? Because that's who they're going to play. <laughs> well, I'll tell that's you the what. Other <laughs> we talked about this a lot on Friday. We were over at Lipscomb Academy, and then Trent Dilfer sat down with us, and we talked about it with him. I was bringing this up because I'd been thinking about it. I don't understand why the NFL is so – why they want to put these guys out there from day one. I mean, why they want to – because some survive and some make it, but a lot of them or most get chewed up and they get sped out. I mean, look what's happened to Trubisky. Guys have sat – He was never good. Well, Let's just face the okay. facts. Yeah. He was not good. I, I'm not going to – look, I'm not going to sit here and defend Trubisky. Yeah. Um, I'm saying – But could he have been a little better Guys if he sat? have sat before, and it's worked out just fine. I mean, Mahomes sat for an entire year behind Alex Smith, and it's worked out just fine. Now, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Could he yeah. have been – Aaron Rodgers sat? I mean, we could go down – we did. We went down the list of all these guys that – and look at all the backups. Jimmy Garoppolo, who sat for years, and now he's out there in San Francisco, and they're undefeated, and Jacoby Brissett. I'm just saying it, it's maybe not a horrible idea – to have whatever you identify as the next guy possibly to sit and le- learn. Because here's the thing. You've been in the room, and this is something I brought up. You can't – when you hand the reins over to, uh, by the way, a grown man locker room and you're just fresh out of college and it's here, you're the franchise quarterback, lead the room. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe it would be nice for you to see maybe an experienced veteran guy show you how to lead the room first and then you can stand up down the road and lead the room. That's that's not easy task for somebody to step into a grown man's room and lead it right out of the gate. And that's a good point because I asked Tannehill, I said, what is the biggest thing you learned from taking that step back, being on the sideline and watching st- everything? And he said leadership. Mm-hmm. He learned how he was able to observe different guys and learn not – through practice, right, where you're trial and error, he learned by watching different ways to push different guys' buttons. So you don't think Mahomes learned that from Alex Smith? Oh, I yeah, mean, Alex Smith has doubt. been through the, you know, he's been through all the, the stuff in the NFL. But the thing is, the way I look at this playing a quarterback immediately situation is, it, it, it's just that, it's situational, right? There's certain uh, teams and, and, and schemes that, will allow a quarterback to showcase what he does. But look at Lamar Jackson. Everybody says he's a wide receiver. But what did the, the Ravens do? They reconstructed their offense on after one offseason and now look at him thriving, an MVP candidate. But at the same time, for me, if a quarterback's that guy, he's just that guy. Yeah, That's really what it boils down to, whether he starts from day one or, or day two. Typically, he's just that guy. Aaron Rodgers was a little bit different. He wasn't that guy initially. His arm got stronger, he got better, and now he's that dude. Yeah, Favre sat, Brunel sat. I mean, there have been guys that sat, and and maybe that could help just refine their game. Like you said, the talent, maybe that doesn't change, but there's there's more to it than just getting out there and running around and slinging it down the field or doing whatever it takes to survive and thrive. 
there is things behind the scenes that they could learn from. And, and I, I think that helps young quarterbacks. Yeah, and here's the other part of this, because it's been documented that Favre didn't really mentor Aaron Rodgers. They no. didn't have a great relationship. But you can't tell me that being in meetings with, with Brett Favre and, and you know watching him practice, That's I mean, you're going to pick – overall. Right, yeah. you're going to pick something up. And, I mean, Brady sat for a year, obviously a different situation. But I think that year for him in 2000, like, what does his career look like if you know he was – a top 10, top, you know, first round pick and gets thrown in. I mean, it could be a completely different story. So there is such a benefit to it. And, and I, Garoppolo is another example of sitting behind. It, it, right? I'm not going to say there's a benefit, though. I think it's situated. It depends on the guy and, and the scheme. I, I can't I can't say that it's better for a guy to to sit than, than play. I can't say that. All right. Let's quickly get in Adam, who got cut off in Portland. Adam, what's up? I don't know what happened there, man. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, so, all right, season ticket holder, right? So I, this is just what I'm feeling today. Draft a kicker. Spend a fourth-round pick on a kicker. I mean, Rodrigo Blankenship, man, get the guy with the glass. Get something to get me fired up about football, man. This sucks. Like, I'm not sure a kicker would do it, but it would do. <laughs> okay, you just took the words out of my mouth. Come Thank on, you. These are, these are pro kickers, and they can't hit 40 yards. Like, that would have changed – how the I mean, maybe we don't win that game, but maybe we do, man. Like the whole, what was Tannehill's fault yesterday? Nothing. He if he had more than two seconds, he completed it. I mean, he had one errant throw, but Carolina's not that good. I'm getting sick of it. I, I this Brable thing, man. I'm starting to think we shouldn't have never even made that switch. Uh, I don't know if Miss Amy, if she's down here and, and engaged and and pissed, you know, anything. I, I'm hot today, dude, and. I'm investing a lot of money in a product, and I'm getting zero return on my investment right now, dude. Okay, Adam. Look, it's it's. I feel your pain, man. There's a lot of people feel your pain today. That you have every right. It's a fair call to kicker. Be frustrated. Today. Wonder, kicker's not going to fix that. I but. wonder if they drafted Blankenship if they would have uh, you know a glasses day. <laughs> <laughs> why, why not? First, whatever thousand you get, you know, get those. I don't know. Sure, Bucks but look, drafted a while. That didn't work. Ooh, tra- didn't they trade round? up? Second round. Second round. I did. They trade up. Didn't they trade up? I don't know. I Dad just remember gone. everybody went. Oh my! Yeah. And then that. What in the world? You just drafted a kicker. I believe in the second he is. Round. Uh, I believe Aguayo is in the XFL now. Mm. Yeah, it's, it just didn't work out. Um, Tron, good stuff as always. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, you have hey, a good don't week? let him off the hook today. Okay, yeah. go in there yeah. swinging. No, no off the hook. Right, we're gonna go in swinging. I like it <laughs> without a doubt. Teron Davenport uh, this Friday. Teron and Chase six to eight. Also talking with TD. Check that podcast out. It's tremendous stuff. You can hear all that here on one hundred two five. The game rate, subscribe, review. Yeah, talking with go. TD on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. That's it. Anything? Okay. More on the other side of Darren Tonic and Chase, ESPN 1025, the game. Well, it, when you look at a game plan and you look some things you like as the way that first half went, you know, there were some plays that we liked, obviously, a lot of them with Derek. You know, there were some things we wanted to get to with Dion um, that, were, that were positive plays, you know, that were good plays. Unfortunately, you know, the fumble, you know, the turnovers, uh, and the kind of the way that that first half unfolded. And then going with the two-minute drill, uh, but but as you can see that you know, we obviously knew that it was going to be an emphasis in the second half. It, it just kind of the way the first half unfolded, with with the lack of you know, really touches. This is how we do it. Titans fall to four and five. They fall thirty to twenty to the Panthers. 
And we've talked a lot about what took place in Charlotte yesterday. Next up is the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not going to get any easier, and it looks like they'll probably get their star quarterback back. He was dangerously close to playing against the Vikings, and they still went out mm-hmm. and beat the Vikings with Matt Moore. So they're going to have their hands full with the Chiefs, and you can imagine what it'll be like if – and I haven't seen the line. I'm assuming they're an underdog. Is that uh, that's but, a fair assumption, right? Uh, I know. Or is there not a line because they they're waiting to see what the news is on Mahomes? Because clearly, no, that affects, I think there's a line that affects the line. Whether uh, it's more Mahomes, Kansas City is favored by three and a half. Yeah, see, three and a half, and and we still don't know for sure. Yeah, I mean, I and, think, and that may change. You know, once yeah. Mahomes is, but it opened at three and a half. It yeah. opened at three. Now seeing it at three and a half. And, you know, we brought it up earlier. It, it just doesn't – there's just no reason to think that this is not who they are. I mean, I think this is – it's going to go – it's going to toggle back and forth. And who knows? Kansas City is a game – you know, we uh-huh. we laugh. And that, that's probably a game they go out and win. And then they'll they'll turn around and they'll lose a game that everybody's saying they're going to win. And they'll lose that game. That's just kind of how it feels. In other words – It's like Vanderbilt. They're on know, a collision they, course. Eh, well, but, like. but, well, this is what I mean. Vanderbilt, everybody thought Missouri was going to be ugly. And then it was the complete opposite. And then they turn around and it's ugly against South Carolina. So it's just – it's that type of inconsistency. Maybe not that bad, but it's it's similar in that sense. That's what I mean. They've been pretty lopsided yeah. in some of their losses. So, um, I, it just it feels like it's on a collision course for seven and nine, mm-hmm. like eight and eight at best. And you know, as we all know, no secret here, not breaking any new ground. You know, that's not great. That's you didn't go from good to great. No. Nope. And I think we've all realized that it was silly to begin with to ever put that out there. It was just absolutely silly. Uh, that's like a college thing. And I think it's silly even in college because, you know, I've ripped on P.J. Fleck. Like, that's cool at Eastern or Western Michigan or wherever the hell you were at. But, you know, when you get to big boy schools in Division One football, like I think rowing the boat and all that stuff, it's like Butch Jones, all that, but you know, brick by – that's all fine at Central Michigan, maybe even at Cincinnati. But, you know, all the cliches at, at an SEC school, you know, give me a break. It's even sillier in the pros. I mean, Minnesota, though, they're rowing the boat. Well, I mean, whatever. I get it. They're rowing the boat to an <laughs> undefeated record right now, but we'll see. Like I said, I just think it's just silly. They're not a big boy. I mean, yes, they're in a power. Five. I'm talking about, like, you don't go to Ohio State. You don't go to Michigan. You don't, you don't go to Georgia and Florida and LSU and, and row the boat and Alabama and brick by brick and – we're just trying to win the day and right, go one you don't and zero. Oh. You don't you don't do that stuff, okay? Nor do in the NFL you go. We're going to go from good to great. It's just silly. Yeah. Like, well, you're supposed. That's what you're paid to do. You're supposed to. It's just like I said. The problem that I've had with Mike Vrabel this whole year is, well, I trust my players. Well, okay. Doesn't every coach trust? What? Do you, what? Are you you're breaking new ground. Oh, you. Oh, you trust your players. Oh, okay. Well, now I understand why you did that because you trust you trust your players. the The other coach on the other side doesn't trust his player, and then he comes out with the you know we're just trying. To, I'm trying to win the game. Oh, right. Oh, you're you're trying to win the game. The, I'm glad the you explained game. that because I, the, I didn't the think other so guy. Before. So the other team on the other side, they're not trying yeah. to win the game. So so just you trust your players and just you're trying to win the game. It's like, come on, Mike. You know, I mean, everybody's trying. Everybody. 
well, they better trust their players or, you know, you won't be the head coach for long. Yeah. And everybody's trying to win the game. So, you know, going for it doesn't mean that's the best way to win the game. Or does it, if you, if you punt or you don't fake something, doesn't mean you doesn't, you don't trust your players. So he's got to get past all that. And, you know, it's like yesterday too, hearing the, you know, well, we got to coach better. We got to be better. It's like, we, we've heard all that. We, we know it's a, it's in a loss, you know. Get it, Taylor Wan. I I, I got to play better. Well, I know you've said that. You know, since you come back, you've said that a lot. We we all see that, of course. Right. Like stop saying because now it's just words, as as you like to say. So That's just, all. Just stop taking penalties. How about how about just start there? How about just stop taking like two penalties a game? How about that? Here's the problem, the, and this is this is the observation that that I have, and it goes to the whole inconsistency and and all of that. But when you look at Kansas City, the next opponent for the Titans. You see a team, right? You see you see one 53-man team when they go out there. That offense is clicking. Every phase of the offense is clicking together. The defense, while not as talented, they've had injuries. They're not what they have been. They're all playing together. Special teams, the three phases, as, as the coaches like to put it, they're all working in sync. I look at this Titans team and I look at the offense and I see – Offensive line, I see quarterback, I see a receiver group, I see running backs, I see tight ends. I don't see them all on the same page. And that's been the biggest problem, and that's what leads to their inconsistencies. And it got a little bit better when they made the quarterback change because I think you get, you saw a sense of, okay, listen, Marcus, everybody's been all in on Marcus. He got benched. You know, Maybe there was a sense of I could lose my job if I don't do my job. Got a little bit better, had a couple of wins in a row. And then the old the old Titans just popped out yesterday against Carolina. Well, let's also say, and look, they did. I, I know what I'm going to say. Disclaimer: they they won them, and that's what you're supposed to. But it was also a razor's edge, right? We talked about it. Like it was. Last, like could have easily lost those. It's not like they did what the Texans did. Like the Texans went out, they lost J.J. Watt. Okay, not just the best player on their team. You could argue. He's one of the best players in the league. They lost him for the season, and what did they do? They just went out and pounded yeah. the Jags. They probably won the division yesterday. They, they pounded the Jags. Yeah, in London. If you watch the game, it was a it was a joke. Like the Jags were awful. I mean, it's just they those statement awful. those statement game. You know, just come out and pound somebody, and it's just you don't. You know, but, somebody said you know, Teron brought up the what's the Titans' identity, Mike on. Twitter tweeted me and said, "Well, the Titans' identity is inconsistency, and yeah, yeah. I mean that's which means they don't have one. <laughs> what it is, right? And that's that's a problem. All right, we'll come back more of Darren Donick and Chase on the other side. ESPN one hundred two five. The game. Well, you were listening and you're waiting for that cue to call, and you got it from Matt Duchesne, Adam in Murfreesboro. Good job, ninety seven point five down in the borough, Adam." In the borough, you have qualified for that spectacular trip. Remember, every day on our show, 11 o'clock hour. 7 o'clock hour on morning drive, 11 o'clock hour on our show, and then 3 o'clock hour for Jared and the GM every day for the next two weeks. Okay, Three chances to qualify for that incredible trip. And Adam in Murfreesboro just did it because he heard Matt Duchesne. There you go. It's that easy. You'll hear a Predators player give you the cue to call. You just identify that player and uh, be the first one in to correctly guess it, and you will be qualified. And he did that. Vince Ferrara coming up 
at noon today. So we'll head to Knoxville. We'll talk about their win over UAB and what the rest of their season looks like. Unfortunately, they take a blow on the basketball side of things. We'll get into that with Vince as well. This is what I know. We'll move that until later in the third hour. Normally we do it at 1145, but we'll be hearing uh, Mike Vrabel's press conference then. So we'll step away uh, to do that. He's set to take the podium in about 10 minutes or so. So we will carry that live for you. Tough day. It was a tough day. And you heard Adam in Portland call in and, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. I think yesterday watching, I mean, it's the thing about the last two road games. It's just like you sit there and you spend a lot of time just shaking your head. I yeah. mean, between the Broncos game and the Panthers game of what the hell is this? And even with the two wins, because you alluded to this as we wrapped up the last segment, you know, Vrabel and now I know that wasn't his intent, but he tried to give them away. He tried to give those wins away with some questionable decisions of trying to close the game out. So, I think that all ties in together. And then, like you said, the two road losses and just how poorly um, those ended and how, how bad they looked. I, I guess my question, and I'll, I'll let you answer this first, is what do you need to hear from him today? Because usually after moments like this, I mean, the press, he'll have the press conference and I don't hear anything that makes me think, okay, I, you know, all right, he made me feel better. I can tell he's taking ownership and you know, I don't need the the. Well, I take it home with me, and you know, we're just trying to get better, and you know, we're all working better, hard. We need to play and, better. All you know, I, I, so that's my question. What what do Titans fans? What does everybody need to hear from the head coach today? That's going to make them think, okay, there's seven games left. They can still turn this around, but it it just looks like they're not going to. I don't know how to answer that because I, you know, it's not easy to get up there and say the right things to make everybody feel better because I'm not sure there is anything to for me if you're asking me personally I mean what would I would go a long ways in my opinion would to say that you know 11 penalties for 99 yards is unacceptable like we can't do this I mean we just you, you can't get away with it one in this league very few teams can and we're not one of those teams. You can't get away with 11 no. penalties for 99 yards. This like, team is not good enough to make mistakes like that and come back from Two of them on special teams. You know, two, several of them by your offensive line. Like, you can't do that. Like, it, you just cannot do that stuff. I, I like for him to talk about how we thought Ryan Suckup was ready to go. And, and, you know, and he was hitting everything. And we thought, and it, 0 for 3 is just not, we cannot do that. We, we, we cannot miss those field goals like we need everything so you know is that going to make people feel better chase i don't know probably not for the most but i'm not sure i probably the answer is i'm not sure there's anything right but what i don't want to hear is you know we have to coach better and we have to play better and you know just like all the stuff that everybody knows i mean everybody knows that like we got it like you're, you know we're gonna work extra hard this week like okay well everybody expects you to i i think just just tell everybody it's it just wasn't good enough. Like it has to be better, and we know that we know that we cannot do this stuff, and we're going to have to figure out everything this week to go into a game against Kansas City where if you if every little mistake, whether it's a sack or three turnovers, is not acceptable. Like you you can't go on the road and have three turnovers. You cannot do that. Yeah, and we're going to do everything not to do that stuff, especially against a team like Kansas City. So I want to hear we're going to run the football against bad run defenses. That's Kansas what I want to hear. Kansas not a great 13 defense. carries by Derrick Henry is unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And he averaged almost five yards a carry. Yeah. And had two touchdowns. I know one was receiving, but 
Like, you have a beast. Use it. Let it yeah. loose. Yeah. We'll, we will find out on the other side what Mike Vrabel has to say. We will do that. We'll carry his press conference next on Darren Donick and Chase ESPN 1025 The Game. Last night, the Ravens handed the Patriots their first loss of the How season. How about the Ravens? Woof. Mar Jackson. Golly. None of us thought this, it was going to look this way. It was 17 nothing before you could blink an eye. Oh, you I could know. see Belichick over there just, him and Brady, just steam rolling off their heads. That's how I was Saturday when I dressed up like Belichick. Yeah. You know, I was just, I was angry. Your little Halloween shin dick. It was good. Uh, We're on the Max is waiting. Uh, Max is going to give us the thumbs up on when Mike Rabel hits the podium. Um, yeah, that was impressive. Here's here's something cool. I know this is what I could use for to wick. This is what I know that you you can appreciate this. Mm. Um, you have friends that can appreciate this. Nick Kale can appreciate this. You know where I'm going? Huh. Every home team in the NFL this week. Mm. Every home team in the NFL this week covered covered the spread. Hey. How about that? As Nick would say. Good teams win, great teams cover. Um, I don't know about that. The Broncos, are they great? Did they cover? They did. Then they're great. <laughs> they were playing the Browns. Does that really count? Yeah, ooh, the Browns. Browns, yikes. Freddie Kitchens is going to get fired, one and done. Oh, he's definitely going to He's fired. out. There's no doubt about it. That, I, I do know that. You should know that, and everybody yeah. listening should know that. He is in way over his head yeah every home team ravens obviously i just the ravens man i didn't think it looked carolina that way. we know a pick I'd, six hello another five point week for somebody on the panel congratulations how about you huh i haven't looked but i don't mm-hmm. think it was good five point week i think you had the jags top shelf loser yeah they they forgot to get on the plane. Yeah, they were awful. That wasn't the Jags. That was a soccer team. That was a that was a British soccer team. Mm-hmm. Seattle won a crazy one over Tampa. Right? Chargers beat up on the Packers at home. Their little soccer mm-hmm. stadium. How about it was, that? It was full of cheeseheads. Hey, Melvin Gordon finally had a good week. He did. For me. He did. For fantasy. But, yeah, how about that for a stat? Every NFL home team covered the spread. Yeah, Miami we, wins. And we talked about it so much early on in the year. What was going on in the NFL? All the success of the road teams. Yeah. Well, not, not this, this week. past week. How about Miami? How about the Jets? Yikes. Yeah, I saw um, on a, a get up, I guess it was, they were doing the question of who should get fired first, Adam Gaze or, or Freddie Kitchens? I think um, Freddie. I think Freddie. I think Adam Gase. I, I do think they'll be okay eventually, but it's just, oh, it's a dumpster fire right now. Well, the Browns had all the hype. They had all, yeah. they were paper champions, right? And so yeah. they had all the hype. I don't think anybody was ready to crown the Jets anything. But the Browns, yeah, the paper champions. So. Yeah, and so I think that's – and they just – they're just they look pathetic. And the question for everybody – By the way, Baker looks – Baker Mayfield looks pathetic. Yeah. Did you notice, too, that he, like, shaved three times from the point he walked into the stadium and then when he did the press conference? You shaved. I did. 
to be Bill, Bill Belichick, I had to. Yeah, it's it's still kind of weird looking at you. I it be feels honest. weird because I, you know, I'll like reach up to scratch my face. There's nothing there, but it it'll be back. Don't worry. We Baker, you've noticed Baker's shaving. He walked into the stadium with a beard. He played the game with a Fu Manchu, and then he did the press conference with a mustache. And now has a meme. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Bears look like poo. Yeah, but we kind of... Steelers pulled out a big one against the Colts. Yeah, that was a fun game. I that was, was watching fun. that. That was a fun game. I was watching that at the sports bar. Raiders beat the Lions at home. How about the Raiders? They're... Four and four. They're sneaky. Four and four. They're sneaky right now. Did you hear John Gruden thank the mayor for allowing them to play a home game? That was the first thing he said in the post-game press conference. Do you know how really? long it's been since they've been at home? A month and a half, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Seriously, that's the first home game they've had in a month and a half. How about that? That's something. Hey, Gruden was was going around thanking the fans after yeah. the game. Signing autographs. That's got to be just a weird situation, too. Of, you know, the, the fans know that they're leaving and they're going to Vegas, but... The Raiders are, you know, as you said, four and four. I mean, Kansas City's going to win that division, but Oakland is going to be in a position where could get a wild card. All right, let's head over to St. Thomas Sports Park. Let's hear from the head coach, Mike Vrabel. Um, I think we have to um, not stall in the red zone. Um, great, great play by Tajay that, that forced a uh, defensive pass interference. Uh, took a sack and then ended up a, a yard short on third and 14. Missed a field goal. Uh, come back and uh, gained 13 yards with Derek. Had a holding, had a face mask, had another face mask. Um, ultimately, obviously ended up punting. You know, I think we need to um, – we gained some yards, 23 yards, AJ. Next play was a – false start so those are a lot of self-inflicted wounds um that's really just not allowing us to you know get into drives because when we have gotten it down to the red zone we've we've continued to score touchdowns and so um you know just not hurting ourselves not killing ourselves a couple of the guys said last night that the slow start felt like a bit of an energy problem is that something that you observed at all i if, if the things that i just talked about is because of energy and then we should focus on energy. But I don't know, committing penalties and holding and face masks. Last I checked, that didn't have anything to do with energy. Going down a stretch last year, it seemed like your winning formula revolved around 22. This year, is there an attempt to form an identity on offense? And where does Henry fall in that picture? Well, he's a very large part of it. As you can see, that um, once we were able to stay on track, uh, like we were in the second half, um, he was a, a, it was a large part of it. Had a couple screens, a catch and run out of backfield. Um, we ran the ball. We were able to block 59 and gain yards. But you know, because of the way things went in the first half, um, you know, it made it hard. You know, we, we like I said, we we had 11 plays out of I think the first 21 plays that uh, were either first and 15, second and 10 plus, third and extra long, third and 14. Those are tough spots to be in um, when you want to try to have an identity to, to run the football, throw play passes, run boots, 
uh, run screens, mix in drop back passes. Uh, th- those are tough down in distances to to run that. But uh, when we can stay on track and you know run it, throw play passes, throw screens, you can see that there's um, there was some effective and good football. But you did use the more in that first half than you've been using him. Was that a plan going Why? Why was he? Well, I know that when we handed it to him, we gained. Uh, 22 yards on two runs. That's that's pretty efficient. Yep, we would take 22 yards on two runs, which is what we got. And so you know, those were plays that we liked. Um, again, the results were, were there. Unfortunately, um, on, on, the, on one carry, we fumbled. In the games where you've not been able to get anything going in the first half, I think it's been shut out four times, in the first half this year. Other than the penalties, have you found any common denominators that might be factored Other than not scoring? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think just, you know, when when guys, um, we have to recognize when we see a look during the game that maybe somebody ran last week against us that might have worked that, you know, we we prepared for and we've coached, but maybe um, hadn't showed up as much on – you know, film where we just have to be ready. You know, if, hey, if there's five defensive linemen and they're all down in the, you know, in a stance at the at the line of scrimmage, you know, we, we have to re- reasonably expect that they're going to be some kind of game. There's going to be some kind of qu- twist or pick game, um, so that you continue to have carryover from week to week and just understand what's going on and how we're playing the game and the things that we have to do, uh, and essentially the keys to the game um, for us to have success. And that was, you know. Being able to block 59, you know, put a hat on 59, and and when we did that, we, we honestly gained yards. And go back and track it, and and when we didn't for whatever reason, you know, whether somebody missed a block or somebody ID'd or there was a, some communication at the line of scrimmage, um, we didn't gain any yards. Um, we knew that, you know, our ability to to get down to the red zone and continue to score touchdowns was going to be a key. We just didn't get down there. Um, soon enough. So you know, we, we just have to make sure that uh, you know, we're ready to go and that we're not hurting ourselves early in the game. And when we do get it down there, that we're able to to string some plays together like we did the other day, whether we get it down there by a big player or it happened to be a penalty. The fake punt that would put the momentum kind of change or uh, your frustration because you had a couple of guys there and they couldn't get them on the ground. What has to happen there to... We just have to make a play. You know what I mean? We got to get them on the ground. They pushed the pile for two yards and, um, you know, give them credit. They they made the play and, and, and pushed the pile, and, and we didn't get them on the ground. But, you know, we, we, we still have an opportunity to go play football on the 40-yard on the 40, 40 line. Um, be tough for them to score from the 40 uh, with a field goal or anything like that. So we, we have to play defense, and our defense has to understand that when they're and they go out there, that, that's their job is to play defense. We've been through this before, whether it's on the 10-yard line or it's after a, you know, a fake punt or a fumble or a turnover or a sudden change, and, and, we did, and we've done that. You know, we've done that where we've had a sudden change situation, and, and they've gone out there and responded, and that's no different than a sudden change situation. How's Malcolm Butler? Um, Malcolm's probably uh, you know, not going to make it uh, this week, so I would say probably not good. Uh, Dion's longest run was 15 yards. I think it was on first and 20. Is there something to that where you, you feel like Dion is kind of like that get out of trouble option? Or 
Well, I just think that there are certain plays that, that we like, and maybe in this case, uh, Dion, knowing that there, there might be some space in there for um, you know, his skill set to, to be able to take advantage of, of that. And um, Again, I felt confident that, that handing the ball off to, to Dion and those plays that we had um, up for him um, were, were good options. You know, gained 15 yards and then gained you know, seven yards on another, um, I would say, quick hitter where he did a nice job in the hole to, to make a you know, really good cut. That's a possibility. You know, we'll let you know when we find out more. How, does, how do you evaluate the job that Arthur Smith has done so far this season? Well, I think that the value on all of our jobs is, um, is below average because we're four and five. So we haven't played well enough and we haven't coached well enough. Um, that, that's where I value um, all our efforts, starting with me. Kind of the same question. How many guys are living up right now to the value or the expectation you have for them? And if they're not, do you guys have to reassess how many touches guys are getting or where your focus is? Well, the thing when we talk about touches, I think that there's plays that think are designed maybe, but I don't want to fall into that trap. I want to make sure that the one thing I coach the receivers is you can't control how many times they throw you the ball. You can control that, that you're open when you do route. Um, and it's our job to touch I think that there's plays that think are designed maybe, but I don't want to fall into that trap. I want to make sure that uh, the one thing I coach the receivers is you can't control how many times they throw you the ball. You can control that, that you're open when you do route. Um, and it's our job to evaluate that you are open. And then the quarterback ultimately makes the decision uh, where to go with the football. Um, and we have to coach him up when there's you know, favorable looks or somebody's taken away. You know the first option to be able to progress, um, but then to be able to do that, we need you know great effort from from the offensive line, which you know it all ties together. Um, and then the expectations again, it's not it's um, you know, we we talk to him about not not looking around and saying, man, what who whose fault is that? It's it's everybody's fault. Nobody's played good enough um, for us to um, to remain consistent. But there's been times where we have played well, and there's times where everybody's performed, um, whether we drop a fumble, those are all things uh, to not playing well. If there aren't men that are living up to the expectation they have or whatever, do you have to reevaluate what you're doing in validation? No. Well, that's not said that, that no one's playing well. No one's playing well enough, and that's – that's how I look at it. Um, I, I would hate for somebody to walk in here today and say, I did my job. You know, that, that would be the absolute worst attitude that we could possibly have, is that well, I, I did what I was supposed to do. Uh, maybe some of the rest of these guys could get going. I, I, don't, I don't want that attitude, and I hope that I didn't come across and try to answer your question that say that they're not. Because there's times where we are. Uh, but when you lose, everybody can do a little bit more. Um, everybody can coach better, everybody can play better, and everybody has to do that. For All right, that's head coach Mike Vrabel over at St. Thomas Sports Park having some audio difficulties there uh, from the Titans, so we'll go ahead and, and get out of that. So we were wondering what we were going to hear, and we do hear more of that. we got to coach better, we got to play better. But I do also get the sense of maybe there's a little more ownership starting starting to be taken 
uh, by Mike Vrabel and his staff on that things just simply aren't good enough right now for the Titans. So we will, uh, we, again, some audio difficulties over there. We'll come back. We'll have Vince Ferrara from WNML in Knoxville. We'll shift gears and talk some balls next. Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025 The Game.